0: Morning!
1: Morning, James! How are you on this fine day, Hetesh? A bit groggy, a bit tired, but all good to go.
0: (laughs) I'm sure those are the recipes for a good podcast, groggy and tired. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know, i so energetic. We'll soon get you there. Well, actually, if we're going to start on something downbeat uh, to my new car, which I still have not told you what it is yet.
1: No, I'm still looking forward to hearing or seeing what it is. Well, I've,
0: I've, so I've had it for a few days and I've, I've, I've done a fair few miles in it. Mixed driving, town, motorway, some back roads. Yeah. Um, and there's there's three things which I can't... I, I don't know if they're quirks of this car or if they're issues I should be taking back to the place I bought it from to say, you need to fix this. Um, my okay. gut is I'm going to have to take it back because the stuff it sounds like, to me, it only points at one thing. But I thought I'd ask you... And to see what you thought it pointed out, or whether you thought it was nothing. Um, yeah, is it again so, with the start of the cold start, with the slight rattle? So one bit is yeah, when when I start it after an, after it's been parked up for a night, there's a, a a very faint rattle, which I think if you if you weren't paying attention, you would miss, and it lasts for thirty seconds to a minute and then goes. The second part is it. I feel like it's slightly missing when it idles at times, um, almost oh. like almost like an older well-used three-cylinder engine right um and then i'm sure that there's been times where i've I've, I've pinned the throttle and i've been expected linear acceleration yeah or is at least or at least smooth maybe it's like build and and, and talk but there's some times where i feel like for a very very split second the power kind of drops you know as you kind of you floor it and you're going and then yeah there's that you feel that slight hesitation um I'm sure it's happening at first I just thought oh it's because i've got I've got a new car and I'm not really
1: um well I'm, I'm assuming c- your car's turbocharged. so yes maybe yeah, your turbo- your turbos are just a bit slow to spool up or maybe they've just not mapped it correctly in the sense that it's a bit slow to kick in wait no
0: it's not it's not
1: that initial part it's I'll yeah. put my
0: foot down it'll go and then as it's going like it'll'll it'll then have like a moment where it it kind of there's a drop in power and then it gets picked back up and then there might be another one oh right okay
1: that's a bit different yeah
0: um but that's you know, like my gut saying well no, but i don't want to put ideas in your head what do you what does that make you think of it?
1: well it sounds like you've got a misfire somewhere or th- i wouldn't say it's anything to do with the chain that, that would be my initial reaction to hearing that yeah, my because of the- with the chain mm.
0: If, you know, if if it wasn't rattling on startup i'd just go oh it's a misfire probably needs maybe plugs and leads and uh, uh, yeah some, or, you know investigating along those lines uh,
1: because because of the rattle i'm thinking hmm. that's not a plug or a lead <laughs> no actually yeah the rattle yeah i'm i'm just thinking more in terms of like the acceleration part you said because if you've got so i'm assuming you're getting that power drop at the same point every time when you're accelerating or that's is that not, random I spots don't. I don't
0: really know it's only it was only yesterday so day four of having it or day Ooh. five of having it where I was actually I, I, I was actually in a place where I could put my foot down safely yeah. and and focus on leaving my foot in the same place. yes because we do not advocate driving dangerously no. up on the roads. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and actually judge it and it it definitely feels like problem is. it... I'm, <laughs> it's like how anyone ever finds problems with, with supercars and stuff. By the time it only takes a couple of <laughs> seconds and then you're like you're at 60, 70. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, well, I've, you've not got a, a long time and it's not like I can then just slam on and do it again. No, uh, no. <laughs> but okay, but so I don't think I, I feel like I should just take you back to the garage because
1: I think it might be a good idea. Worst case scenario, they just tell me they laugh in my face, but the only problem i have with garages is sometimes you take cars back to them and i find that i can usually do a better diagnostics job than them and they'll oh. charge me 80 pounds for the privilege of it as well so that's well, yeah. one thing that usually annoys me about garages they're just happy to rip you off
0: yeah that that is true actually to be fair and I, my feeling is that if i'm taking it back to the place i bought it from it's there it's in their interest not to find something so i'd rather take it somewhere independent yeah, yeah. but on the subject of fun cars, have you seen this week that there've been reviews of the BMW 2
1: Series Coupe
0: hit hit in the ground?
1: <laughs> I have. Um, I guess, yeah, I've got mixed feelings about this, but I feel like you've got maybe a different outlook on what this car is or what you think of it. I, I was, I'm so pleased that they're, they're still doing a real world drive coupe. But oh yeah,
0: I feel like they've ruined the styling side. The front, the front's okay, but. I don't know. The yeah. back reminds me of a, the, the the latest Skoda Octavia. And it's not a spitting image, but I just I don't know. I think it's just the kind of the droopy, the droopy round the tail
1: lights kind of look. I completely agree with you. It's it's the back end. Do oh, you? Yeah. It, I, I thought I was going to, but I feel like you don't like the car because of it, or it sounded like you didn't. No, no. I uh, I, I, I can't I can't not you like, like the front. It because, uh, so it's got oh, a good face, but a rubbish back end.
0: Yeah, and I think the side looks a little slabby, which can I bet maybe it'll look better in the flesh, but overall, I can't. I can't hate the car because of what yeah. it is, uh, but it's.
1: Yeah, uh, but it's much better yeah. than the the grand coupe they made. <laughs> 100 percent. I think the grand coupe was one car that actually initially when I saw the pictures of when it was revealed, I thought you know what that would be an interesting car. It, I thought it looked the business for someone who wanted a smaller version of a like a 4-series Grand Coupe. Um, it, it sort of made sense to me. But seeing one in person, yeah, I just wanted to stab it. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> just wasn't my cup of tea in any way. No, no, um, no. But I'm looking forward to the 2-series Grand Coupe. Uh, as you said, yeah, the back end looks rubbish. But no, I no, not the Coupe. Not the Grand Coupe. Sorry, sorry. did I say Grand Coupe again? Yeah, sorry, 2 Series Grand two Coupe. Series, sorry, what I meant was the 2 Series Coupe. Yeah. Um, I feel like, yeah, as you said, the back end, it's ugly. They need to get rid of that back end, but the face <laughs> is nice. <laughs> okay. Should we get, I feel like we're warmed up now.
0: Her test maybe isn't as groggy and tired. I'm not as groggy and tired. It's all those uh, Red
1: Bull. I can't say the word now. Red Bull and vodkas. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you have on your Weetabix, right? Yes. (laughs) Wakes me up for the day. Gives you wings. But I think with that, we're ready to go. Welcome back to another episode of the Facts in Furious podcast series, where we give you a rundown of the latest and greatest automotive news, accompanied by a sometimes furious take from the Petrohead's perspective. you two hosts are myself, Hesesh, and also James, and in today's podcast we will be covering uh, the return of the Vauxhall Manta, Ooh. which is an old classic <laughs> being revived with EV goodness. Uh, yeah, I don't know whether you agree with me on that, James, but... Other, Do I agree uh, with you that it's a an,
0: a classic being rev- revived with EV goodness? Yes. Hmm. I think the
1: last word will be questionable. I, that's what I thought. Is said <laughs> it, <laughs> is it really? But no, I think that'll be an interesting one to go through today. Yeah. Um, There's also reports that motorists are in favour of updates to the functionality of speed cameras. Nice. I don't quite agree. but And we've also got Stellantis' plans to go fully electric in but a few short years. And also how certain car manufacturers are handling... Oh, sorry. Uh, handling the Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The Russia? The Russia. <laughs> the the Russia. motherland. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot disrespect the motherland, James. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, to be fair, they'll probably... If they
0: hear this podcast, they'll either... They'll be knocking at your door. Or, oh,
1: yeah. or you know, you might, cyber attacks. Russia seems to be a big fan of cyber attacks. They do, yeah. But actually... Talking about rockets and stuff. Uh, Funny story. On my way to Birmingham last night, um, I saw a truck carrying what looked like a giant missile on the back of it. (laughs) Um, I don't think it was an actual missile because there was no military convoy or anything. That's what they want you to think. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was a a massive white... It it was probably the size of a, a small pickup truck. Oh. I I just I just thought it was insane. So clearly, Not, someone's getting ready for a war. It wouldn't be part of a wind turbine, ben, any small chance, would it? No, no. It, it really looked like a rocket. It, oh. it had the whole shape of a rocket. It was just you know the pointy front, the two oh. little, the four fins on the back. It, it was the whole shebang. You'd think they'd cover that, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Interesting. Um, okay. And then also, to end this week's show, we'll have a look at our Mystery Car of the Week as picked by you, James. Again, and this week, though, we'll have no cheating from Hetesh. Will we? <laughs> um, no. Damn right, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it won't. No, I'll, I'll stick to the rules. I will not look at any pictures. However, let's see. I'm hoping to pick it up this week. Don't look at any pictures. Last week, you Googled the... the... The car I, it's because i knew what it looked like i just it's just not a name that i'd ever remember but no okay this week i won't do any of that so hopefully i'll still get it deep breaths james come on deep breaths. sorry and i guess to give you all a hint to get you started on what this mystery car is it is a french and surprisingly awesome car are you <laughs> describing your car james no no it's, it actually isn't it isn't my car okay yeah. Okay, I'll take
0: that as a second hint for me. Yeah. But <laughs> that, not that that means a fat lot to anyone else, but yes, you have a slight advantage now because you've ruled out one car, which you actually don't know what it is anyway. No, but all <laughs> no. I've heard is it's a Citroen. So, <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: and then we're going to finish with some motoring announcements. Yes, we will. Which this week we actually have. Like last week. I know, actually, there's a few things. We've, but you know what? I, at least we're getting on board with the... The announcements and actually doing something about it this week so yes that's think, so shall we mosey on over to our first story let's get started james
0: so this first story was reported by top gear and it's that the Vauxhall Man- manta is to return in 2025 as an electric car um it, it follows on from the manta gse electro mod that opal slash voxel revealed in 2021 did you pick that up when it happened tatesh uh, no, not when it happened. Um, okay. I have seen that's it fine. recently, though. Well, that's what we were going to say, because if if you haven't seen it or anyone else listening has not seen it, we'll put a picture of it up on our Instagram page, which you can find with searching the hat, hashtag AMECars. But basically, the it was a fully electric coupe resto mod of the Manta that uh, Opel used to make back in the 20th century. Um, and at the time, Vauxhall's design boss... Mark Adams said people don't just like the manta, they love it. And I think it has oh, did, have have you not put your phone on silent Hertesh? So you know sorry. You, sorry, dude. Just... If it's not mystery car cheating, it's it's phones. It's... <laughs> or some sisters or someone banging on the door. <laughs> to be fair that was oh to be fair, the banging here was quite funny. But, uh, yeah. and your sisters was also very funny. Uh, yeah, because uh, clearly, what
1: was it, Harry's birthday party? Yeah, we, we, although we
0: edited edited it out, Hatesh's younger sisters uh, were told they were going to a birthday party on the day we were recording a podcast, and Hatesh was looking after his sisters. Um, but being so young, they have no concept of time, so every five minutes, well not five minutes, but every very frequently, they kept coming and asking Hatesh why he wasn't getting ready to take them to the party, or whether they had to go soon. And it was, what, like six hours away? Yeah, it was
1: a good five hours, six hours away. I, was just like, uh, I, I told them, you know, look at the clock. It's only a couple hours. You know, th- I think it was 2 p.m. or something. Yeah. They don't know how to check the clock. So,
0: <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, back to the Manta. So, yeah, yep. there's a strong following for the Manta. Uh, so, so far at the moment, you're thinking, all sounds peachy for the petrol head. No, head, head. that is not the case at all because Voxel oh. have released a render of a, like a coupe SUV or SUV coupe on its media website with the word Manta down the side. Again, we'll put a picture of this on our Instagram page if you want to go have a look and probably weep at the sight of it, <laughs> um, which I think is terrible. So they clearly, I mean, there, there was a red flag because the, in the Vauxhall's press release, they did say that the new Manta is going to be befitting to the times we live in, emissions-free, versatile, and a car that will appeal to the heart and mind. And the new Manta is set to be a fascinating and astonishingly spacious new interpretation of a classic. Now, yeah. I don't know about you, but I don't think I've heard many people describe a coupe as versatile and a car that will appeal to the heart and mind. It appeals to the heart. <laughs> you have to shut the mind out to buy a coupe.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think when I initially looked at the restaurant pictures, that was... Okay, I was like It's you so know cool! Oh, definitely. That I would take that any day, hands down. It, maybe um, slightly smaller wheels. But the body, yeah. No big wheels, wide arches. Oh, I would... don't mind wide arches, but it really, even like the wheels, I thought just looked a bit too big for the for the body. Um, what on the on the latest version or the latest? No, no, on, the, on well. the resto, resto mod, like the actual one they made the resto mod. Oh no, I think because me being me, I, I try and uh, tasteless. Mm-hmm. Well, well, <laughs> different taste, I'll say. Oh, okay. Um, I, I'd go for bigger wheels and just. I'd try and give it that sort of drifter look. And before that, I would, I'd need to go, not maybe drifter, the sort of look you'd want for a car that's going to a show, you know, big yeah. wheels. Um, but yeah, if, I guess if you really wanted to keep it true to its heritage, you'd go for the smaller wheels. Um, so for me, it would have been a case of, I'd go something like a body kit where you are doing wide arches, bigger wheels, you know, getting everything lined up nicely. That would be okay. the perfect car, but you but, liked it in base the way it was done, anyway. Yeah, but what they did originally, or the restaurant mod, anyway, that did yeah, look perfect. Awesome. Oh yes. What do you think of
0: the render which they've shown for the new Manta?
1: Please no. <laughs> that that was my initial reaction. Why? <laughs> <laughs> don't please. It's just I don't.
0: I don't get it, and to be fair, Vauxhall aren't the only manufacturer done this. Ford have done it with with the Puma, haven't they? They've you've brought back a name which yeah, petrol yeah. heads, which I think is own like people that I know that would buy a Puma. I don't think a lot of them know of the original Puma and why it was a cool car.
1: I think, like, yeah, I mean, I. I, I... Whether it was cool is quite debatable. <laughs> the Whether what was cool is what? The what original did you just Puma. Say? <laughs> The original Puma was cool. Yes, it was cool. <laughs> what the the one with
0: the one point seven Yamaha, one point seven eight Yamaha engine?
1: What's not cool about that? Okay, the, the engine. I, I think looks wise, it still wasn't the greatest.
0: Okay. Here-
1: Okay, I I I will freely admit that I don't look at it and
0: think, yeah, that is some super sexy car. But at the same time, I look at it and think, yeah, that's a bit curious. That's a bit different. Yeah, but curious, I, a bit different. Yes. What um, do you think we should celebrate? Otherwise, we'll just end up with the same shaped boxes like we seem to be having with all the the more grown up hot hatches, like the the um, the new M one thirty five I the yeah. Ford Focus RS the Mercedes AMG other than yeah the Mercedes
1: AM, um, yeah. 45. That's true, but however, in this example, for example, with the voxel manta, they really should have just stuck it out with what the original shape was. Yeah, I don't, I do, but even to go
0: right here's a cool resto mod for the manta and then everyone loves it and then go, oh yeah, okay, we're gonna revive the name
1: and turn it into. I don't know what What? to say what it looks like now. I, I feel like it's something they're really trying to make it as futuristic as possible, but it's now becoming. I I feel like I've seen something that looks somewhat similar, but I just can't quite describe. I think the back end has.
0: So it's it's basically if you imagine a bit it's, it, the top is basically a glass dome, isn't it? With the with the yeah. rear pillar, which is which I think is kind of quintessential. It it has Vauxhall cues in the the rear pillar, but then it's kind of on top of. The body, which, I don't know, it's it's just like a... It's a bit like the Mercedes EQE kind of shape,
1: isn't it? Just like that kind of arched over. It probably reminds me a bit more of a Mustang Mach-E to a certain extent, where it's a very it's high... Like, I think that's more shoe-shaped than this. I think this is more... Yeah. It's just... Know. You know when we initially, like, what? When we, we used to watch older renders of what... Or, sorry, images where they would describe what the future would look like. and Oh, yeah. You sort of saw these big cards that were, like you said, dome-shaped and just... Oh. Very boring to look at. But, you know, they're they're futuristic because these are the cards of the future. Yeah. This kind of fits that image in my head. This is what would be on that sort of simulation. Yeah, but... I will add a caveat to that. This car looks like that,
0: but what they've done is they've gone. Oh, actually, people seem to like SUVs now. We'll put big wheels on it to lift it up, and oh, yeah. something to make it look cool. So we'll stick a green bumper and front wing on it. And no one will know we've just used the car, <laughs> kind of a copy and paste from some kind of sci-fi movie from the noughties.
1: Yeah, that's that probably sums it up quite well. Yeah, because okay, massive wheels on an SUV just don't really make sense if what? you really want to. Well. I mean, the whole point of an SUV, in my opinion, was you want to be able to take it off-road in certain scenarios. Yeah, that ship th- sailed years ago. That, Yeah, that actually, yeah. I'm probably a bit late to that party. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but no, I completely agree. With you. It's it's just a bit over the top in terms of the Hold wheel on. sizes.
0: Hold old I'll, I'll, def- I'll def- Are you not the person who has previously said to me that you'd have a Lamborghini Urus? Uh, yes. but SUV... No-
1: Massive wheels, terrible off-road. But I feel like because it's a Lamborghini, I, I'd let them slide. It's basically VW Golf underneath it, so... <laughs> <laughs> think you need to get a
0: grip. That's right, I went there. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> so but so before we get, end up into our usual you know, heated debate over the Lamborghini Urus, the Manta... What would make you have one? Because I'm assuming we're both at the moment on the nay side of the yay or nay. Would you, would you own it or drive if, it?
1: If someone gave one for free, I'd use it to go to the shops, but that's about it. Okay. Because it's an EV. I'd take it just because it's free. Well, it's, I'm assuming someone gave it to me for free. Um, <laughs> I want
0: it in a raffle. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Have you entered that, the auto trader free car thing they do? they've been doing for win win an electric car no i haven't no what electric car have they got they well they've given away they give one one away a month this is a free plug for them Uh, one away a month and it varies in in what what car it is i think one of them was a sure one of them was a mini electric one of them might have been an ipace they've done a model 3 and this week's is a uh, this month's is a ds3 crossback
1: e-tense i wouldn't want to be seen driving a ds3 but it's free. Actually, no, that's true. If it's free, I'll take it. It's a DS3 Crossback, so it's even
0: <laughs> even worse. <laughs> <laughs> I remember once being somewhere, and it was when the DS7 just the DS7 Crossback had just come out. Uh, and at the time, I'm thinking, Who, who's going to buy that? And I think maybe yeah. it's a couple of months after, actually, because it was it was a time when people people if people had gone out and bought them, they should have had them. had not seen any on the road. And I got to this place, and there was one in the car park. And I was like, my goodness. Someone's actually bought one. This is incredible. I can't believe this. And then it was it was near. It was actually a Bedford Autodrome, oh, and right. someone was doing a photo shoot that day. And it was the guy who was it was some motorsport person who was sponsored by Citroen DS. Or,
1: and it was like, ah, that's why he's got one because he's been given it for free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if it's free, anybody will take it. <laughs> yeah, but otherwise, yeah. yeah, highly doubt it.
0: But moving back to the mantra, then we'll. Take it if it was free. I think I would take it as it was free, but I'd sell it. And I'd, if I was wanting a, a little electric car, I'd I'd sell it and get something like to, to If it was literally just go to the shop, I'd sell it and get something maybe like the
1: Mini, the Honda E, Fiat Five Hundred. Actually, this might be a good comparison. Would you take? Okay, let's say you know they're offering you free EV. Yeah. Um, they offered you a Nissan Leaf or this. What would you take? I'd take a Nissan Leaf. It'd, it it would depend on the range. Yeah, you know, if this has a range of five hundred miles, it would be this. But
0: uh, I don't mind the Nissan Leaf. I think it's ugly inside and out, but yeah. I I don't mind
1: it as a as a shopping trolley. No, but but to take that over this, uh, it's low below. <laughs> but no, I completely agree with you. It's it's just not a very nice looking car. Yeah, it's too okay. futuristic for me.
0: <laughs> I don't like the future, man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, looking to the future, shall we have a look at what? Some reports are saying that motorists are calling for speed cameras to evolve into.
1: Yes, I'll get, I'll get started with this one. So okay. motorists are appealing. Uh, so, well, sorry, not appealing. Motor motorists are apparently calling for speed cameras to check vehicles for tax insurance and MOT details. Um, the findings came from an annual safety culture report, which was created by IAM uh, RoadSmart or also IAM RoadSmart. Is it? Is it IAM? I, am? I, would, I would you know, say that's I how I've always read it. I, I it reads as I am, but I, I always say I AM because they always put it in capitals, so Yeah, you'd think they'd throw a space in, wouldn't you? Actually, yeah, that that's a, that's a valid point. Or some dots. But okay, <laughs> like, let's will, go. Will I am? <laughs> will I am? It's actually it. his uh, side hustle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, yeah. Going back to it, so I am RoadSmart, uh, also known as the UK's largest independent raid service, so, yeah, road safety uh, <laughs> charity. Can series Okay, I oh cannot dear, just... that is, The is, Red is Bulls are wearing that. off. The Red Bulls are wearing off. <laughs> <laughs> I need another one. <laughs> but they are, as I said the UK's largest independent road safety charity, uh, it found that out of 2,000 motorists, 89% support the use of safety camera technology to check for insurance, MOT, and road tax offences. Um,
0: I agree with that. I, that <sighs> I don't get why we're not doing it already. I, uh, Whoa, oh, big hesitation. I've got... What? Let's say you're I driving do. around in your pride and joy, you're 350, right? Yep. And someone crashed into your car doesn't have insurance. Uh, okay, yes. Or someone crashed into your car because their tyres are bald and if they'd had an MOT
1: they would have quite easily known that the tyres are bald. Right, okay. You know what, in those cases maybe. But I'm just thinking in certain scenarios like let's say your, it's your project car or for example my 350 it's been parked up for a number of months yeah. it's now time to take it to the local garage. Yeah to get the MOT done. Yeah. Would I be flagged up for that? Probably not, I'm assuming, because you, you'd you be able to. It,
0: it, it depends. If you've not, you, you'd have to tax it, but if you've not got an MOT, you're allowed to drive it to
1: an MOT station. Yeah, but no how would MOT. these cameras then pick up? Because usually, if you get stopped by the police, you can just say, oh yeah, I've booked to go to, you know, um, Billy's garage. Um, um, <laughs> <classic laughs> Billy. He's <laughs> a great mechanic. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I'm a bit unsure on that side, but Okay, you know what, actually, saying that it would be quite beneficial for a number of people and, yeah, we, we'd be able to, I, I mean, I have been hit by someone who was, well, insured, but then they decided to not give me details, so, but I've heard, you know, scare stories what? of people getting hit.
0: Did, so, did you get, did they pay up for the damage?
1: Um, well, so, what happened was, because it was only a minor bump, I spoke to the guy, only I four that, people got broken legs. <laughs> <laughs> only four people he had crashed into me and uh, we sort of pulled up and he was like oh i'm a, a professional driver he was a truck driver of some sort so he said,
0: <laughs> yeah that makes it okay
1: yeah you're a professional driver and you crashed into me therefore tell you what let's just forget it ever happens <laughs> no but what he said to me was he didn't want it to have an impact on his insurance uh because it would what for whatever reason and he suggested yeah. rather than us sort of taking two insurers let's try and settle it without it and we'll just repair the car because it was only a minor bump um or that whole conversation happened i went and got quotes and I sent him the quote and then he refused to respond to anything so i was quite annoyed in that sense but so what happened um i did actually manage to later uh, well luckily i did take all of his details down in terms of um, his number plate uh, all the rest of the details and then later on actually Facebook stalked him and found his surname because he wrote it down wrong <laughs> oh, Um, but then I was able sneaky. to find yeah it was uh, but I managed to find all his details and then give them to my insurer so they could then pursue it with his insurer Did you um, get the money in the end? Well they repaired it um, I didn't get any of my whiplash claim. <laughs> I, I didn't put one in. Just kidding. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but no, I, I mean they dealt with it, but I never heard from the guy, and I thought it was a bit rude. But yeah, that was a bit rude. But but as in, but ultimately, his insurance paid for the works. They did. Yeah. So I'm I guess few. Yeah. I mean, considering I went down the route of trusting him, and then if let's say in that scenario he didn't have insurance, I guess that could have been a lot worse for me. Um, so I guess maybe in that sense, it is a good idea for these cameras to start picking up these bits of information. Yeah, the only uh, question mark I have over this
0: is that the people—if there's someone out there who's not driving around with insurance, who's not got an MOT, and isn't taxing the car—is—is this—is this—is this system going to pick up them? I feel like it'll pick them up, but they won't care. I think it's—is yeah. it going to be just the people like you or me who? Or any, you know, just normal, normal people who let their tax slip by a day, or they forget to get their MOT done. Is it? Is it those people that that will actually be fined and will then pay? Or would, is it yeah. a case of should it be that the cameras work? If you're within, say, two weeks of when your stuff has expired,
1: there should be a reminder letter rather than a than a fine straight away. No, I completely agree. I think those are those are the sort of things you'd hope to see because I think everyone lets it slip, even though you shouldn't, um, and at that point you really shouldn't be driving on the road. However, it does happen, and I think it's yes. understandable because sometimes you just forget that actually my MOT was due or because you don't always get reminders for some of these things. No, um,
0: and it, life life's gonna be busy at
1: times, can't it? Exactly. So I just feel like it'll, it'll catch those people off guard and that's kind of where my hesitation with this whole system was. But you know what? It would be quite useful in certain scenarios. Yeah. Um, and I guess the the next point I was going to say was that at present, you do have police officers that will um, if that have some of their vehicles fitted with ANPR systems and they can then automatically pick up number plates and run through their details and check if a car's insured or if it's got a valid MOT, all those sorts of bits. No, so... Um, it's really sort of taking that onto that same technology to these fixed cameras, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, the technology is out there, just needs needs,
0: more implementation.
1: That's it, yep. Oh, okay,
0: because I think I read somewhere that that is it the ANPRs on police cameras? Is it around something like 130,000 cars a year on average have been seized? In the fifteen years between two thousand and five and two
1: thousand and twenty, yeah, th- seems crazy. It's a huge number of cars. It is, but over fifteen years, no, about per that... year. Oh, sorry, is that per year?
0: Yeah, per year.
1: Oh, damn. Okay, that's that's a fair view. Yeah, that's nuts. Um,
0: but that's... so obviously, obviously works. I don't know how many of those. It'd be interesting to find out how many of those were. You know, how many people actually got let off? How many people?
1: Yeah, uh, appealed it and, and and came away okay. But that that to me seems like a big number of cars. That's a, yeah, that's huge. I and mean, and that's from ANPR cameras. These are police officers that might be driving down the road and then they pick someone up. Or yeah, I think they sometimes and, have them on those mobile speed cameras as well. Yeah, Maybe. those as well. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Or, uh, but so you only cool. see them like once a okay, not even a week. Once a blue moon sometimes. Uh, yeah. Well, to be fair, where I live, we don't have fixed cameras. They Ah, only have those mobile vans. Right. Yeah, but now I guess, yeah, if you were to implement the system across all fixed cameras, how many more cars would you pick up? That's a huge number.
0: As in if what, sorry? Yeah, because
1: they normally put fixed cameras in busier places, so... Yeah. Oh, I've just ground ground my teeth. That really hurt. (laughs) Oh, Oh, no. so you're really, uh, you really, you're you so uh, angry with this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, I'm all for this. I i am all for this. But it, it, another interesting bit, which I think came from the same study, was yep. that, was it speeding tickets you were saying? Yeah. Um, that the that the, the people, the same sample of people said that there was an like 82% agreed that the camera should automatically find people Go more than ten miles an hour over the limit in school zones and urban areas. Now, what I don't quite understand about that is, I thought you did automatically get a fine if you went over the speed limit in the place with a
1: camera. Yeah, that. Okay, but that's. I mean, usually, well, I mean, they used to say it was five miles per hour was kind of the the bracket, or that's what I'd heard anyway. Um you could go over by about five, and you but then with it only being ten percent? oh, no sorry, this is ten miles, yeah, 10 actually miles, no, yeah, yeah, doesn't quite oh. make much sense, but they and then they
0: that so dropping from the 82 two percent that agreed in school zones and urban areas, it was seventy four percent for residential areas and sixty four percent for motorways, right, okay. Which being that it's confusing, that's interesting though, but so only 64% of people think if you go above 10 miles an hour, you should automatically be given a speeding fine.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think that's something that we need to probably look into a bit more just because, I mean, I saw four people last night on my drive back home get flashed. <laughs> did you? <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, one of them actually I just thought was hilarious because I saw him sort of belting down the motorway um, in the fast lane and I could see him flying, you know, catching up really quick. And I was like, well, there's a camera literally just up ahead.
0: (laughs) Dude, look at the camera. Yeah, I mean,
1: exactly. And then as he passed it, He gets flashed and, you know, there's no other street lighting. So it's just completely pitch black. And then you see (laughs) the flash and everyone knows that he got a ticket at this point.
0: It's like breaking a glass in a restaurant, isn't it? You want to go, wait. (laughs) Did did anyone, did not did anyone, did the person slow down? Did they break afterwards or did they
1: plow on? (laughs) Well, this is the part I always find funny. He's been flashed. It's too late. You break. And then he decided, actually, you know what? This happened. He then proceeds to prove speed up again, and I was just like, "Well, why did you break in the first place? You've already broke the speed limit. So, yeah. uh, too okay. late now." Yeah,
0: it's funny. So, do you prefer being behind people on the motor when they get flashed, or seeing them when you like when you go in the opposite
1: way? Oh, actually, so yeah, I mean, I saw it both ways, and I have to agree, it has to be when you're behind them. Oh, see, I prefer going towards them so you can get to see the whites of the eyes. Well, you
0: can't really, but you can you can try and see the whites of the eyes. <laughs> the
1: horror in their face. <laughs> yeah.
0: The colour flow through their skin. <laughs> <laughs> as they punch the dash, you're like, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I think we're both in favour of these.
1: That's yeah. Nice. It, it just, uh, yeah, as you said, um, it just needs to have that sort of leeway sort of built into this system where, you know, if someone's just gone over by a week, you know, or maybe it's a reminder letter at that point just to say, you know, you're over or your MOTs due or something, or you over, fool, renew. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, hopefully, it doesn't mean an automatic fine. Okay. But so... yeah, I mean, if you're three months out at that point, yes, please. Yeah, find a way. Take the house. <laughs> <laughs> Look up the children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right then. I think that will bring us on to story number three. Do you want to take this one, or shall I take this one? Uh, I'll let you take this one. Okay. So, story number three is about Stellantis and its plans to go fully electric in Europe by 2026. So, if anyone is unfamiliar with Stellantis, it's just it's that's not just it's an it's a group of brands. They say there's 18 brands, but some of them I feel like a or extensions of other ones, if that makes sense. So yeah. there's people like Alfa Romeo, Maserati, DS, Citroen, Peugeot, Vauxhall, are all part of the Stellantis group. So it's quite, in terms of production yeah. size, it's very big, but also in terms of the number of brands it impacts, it's, yeah. I think I think bigger
1: than someone someone like the VW Audi group. I, I always find it funny how they call the DS a whole different brand. To Citroen, when I, I I always think of them as the same thing. Or, well, I think originally, DS. Originally, I, yeah, I don't know
0: whether it was a completely separate brand, but they were always, they were, they were, they were looked more luxury, It was more of a luxurious brand. So, like would do like the original DS cars with its hydro suspension, I think it was, I think it was, yeah. yeah. and that like you had the, 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 Basically, I think Citroen wanted a more luxury brand in its in its ranks. And DS yeah. seemed like that way. I'm sure I remember reading somewhere that the, the DS. This is a few years ago now, so it might might well have changed. But DS was they made the most money on the DS per for the unit. Not not that they made right. the most profit overall, but as in the actual markup on the car, they made the most money on it. Which is probably why they're so expensive and no one buys them. But yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. Though it's but if you yeah. think about it, if they're trying to organize the business, you, they've got the volume sales. Persia and Citroen—they needed something. Yeah. But yeah, going, so going back to Stellantis, so it's part of their new strategy: Dare Thirty, go fully electric in Europe by 2026. Part of this, part of the aims of this package, is to reduce the carbon footprint of the Stellantis brands by the by the end of the decade. By which time, they're hoping to have 75 electric models on offer. And Then the plan is in Europe, what they're classing as luxury marks. So they put Maserati, Alfa Romeo, DS, and Lan- Lancia, Lancia. Lancia. Yep. Say it right, James. Lancia. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what you do for Lancher? <laughs> <laughs> uh but, so they will only launch electric models from twenty twenty-five and volume brands such as Vauxhall, Peugeot, Citroen will launch fully electric models from twenty twenty six. Um so mm-hmm. I think this has this is this is big news. I think it's it's it uh, just seems
1: to be getting quicker and quicker in terms of I'm oh, sorry oh we're fast approaching that date of, of for the electric future. Yeah, I, I do wonder whether they put out these these broad pa- plans, but
0: will it be will there be loopholes like you know, we've just launched the Vauxhall Astra? It is an electric model, great, but then there's also like a mild hybrid or a plug-in hybrid, or or even a, just a yeah. normal. Uh, Petrol diesel option as well. I don't. And, and is it, are they going to launch like a whole new range of cars? Because they've only just launched a new Astra before these dates. So, in theory, they might get eight years, let's say, out of each model. Yeah. Before they then have to be like, oh, new model, we're launching fully electric. So, that, from a skeptical point of view, that's those are kind of these broad plans don't really tell us that kind of information. No. Uh, but it will be but- interesting to see what
1: they do. Yeah, I was going to say this is all scary news for the petrol head. Yeah, it is. It is actually because these are what? What do we call ourselves once there's no more petrol? <laughs> well, you you said ele- electrohead, not electrohead. you? Electrohead, <laughs> That was yeah, <laughs> uh, which I think
0: works well. It it it's just it, yeah it, because they're not the, an important part of this as well is the Europe part. So there will be other markets that they'll still be sending petrol diesel cars to. You know if. Yeah. Because they're not saying they want to become carbon neutral, they haven't said they've said just to reduce the carbon footprint. So like if they're still supplying cars to other right hand drive markets, is it yeah. do you think people will start importing
1: will importing become more of a yeah, route to market? It probably will, because yeah, not every country is really set up for an EV infrastructure. So if you're supplying those petrol cars there. Uh, would you? I mean, actually, I would say the UK isn't as stringent on um, importing cars as some of the other countries. Uh, what do you mean? So, for example, like in America, you could, you know, with the old Nissan GTRs, for example, what is it, 25 years that you have to wait? or is it, Oh, uh... yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, we're
0: not quite, we don't have that. Uh, yeah, we're, oh. we're not. Talking of import, sorry to my down. Oh, yeah. Did I, I, did I send you the. the... The newest Le- Lexus IS. Uh no, you didn't. Oh, did did quickly Google the twenty twenty two Lexus IS F's. that's I guess we can put we can put if anyone's interested in seeing, we'll put a picture of this up on our Instagram page as well. Um, there's
1: a lot of but, plugs for our Instagram. <laughs> <hey>? <laughs>
0: there's a lot of plugs for our Instagram this week. Come yeah, up. ram it down their throat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, have we got a picture of it? Uh, 2021, or did you? 2021, say yeah, as in the latest generation of it. Yeah. Right. I think that car is stunning. I think compare it to anything German of it, like three series, C class. Yeah. yep, A four. I think Lexus have absolutely nailed the design of that car, but we can't get it in the UK. They've decided to not bring it to the UK. Really, yeah, so it's not, not so, oh. so we take, but obviously, but not, obviously, yeah, obviously, they sell it in Japan, yep. So, right hand drive, if I was importing a car or, oh, a, a new car to
1: use every day, this would be top of the list because I think I just think it's incredible. It, it yeah, no, I completely agree. It's, it's a very good car if you want something to compete with your three series. Uh, would it, what about a Julia? Would you take a Julia over this? I don't. See, I don't quite get the Julia. I,
0: I I think the Julia is a, a pretty car. I don't look yeah. at it and go, "Oh yeah,
1: would you bear my children?" I, <laughs> but I, I mean, I'd I consider did... it for the Lexus. Yeah, you you don't really think of Alphas and you think reliability. Whereas Lexus, you'd think, "Yeah, reliable. The tech will probably work." No, oh, the I think when one
0: of the last places I used to work, when the guy had a long-term Julia. Uh, I'm sure yeah. those days when he was coming in, and would be like, "Yeah, the heating's like the the cabin heating's leaked, so one of his foot wells is <laughs> it's just all filled with water." So like, yeah, that that sounds about right.
1: Yeah, yeah. he he loved it. He absolutely loved the car. I, I mean, I think that's all. It, it, they do look incredible, but yeah, if you wanted something that's actually going to do what it, it says on the tin, in a way, this buy would Alexis. be a very by Lexus or <laughs> get one imported now because they're not here. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, so yeah, so going back to
0: Stellantis, uh, I mowed you down. I think we we're talking about importing becoming, yeah, but, potentially no, I mean, more of a thing.
1: Yeah, but as you said, th- this would be this would definitely fit one of the cars that you'd want to import. Uh, but then you've also got things like the Nissan 400 C as well, not coming to the UK again, will have to be imported. Uh, but those are the sorts of petrol cars that we're coming into now, where the they tick a lot of the boxes out Petrolheads one, but just not here. Yeah,
0: that is sad. That is on, a, on the subject of petrolheads, from the brands which have been mentioned, there aren't actually that many cars I'm going to be too sad to go. It's like Vauxhall. Yeah. Uh, Vauxhall have actually made some pretty decent performance cars in the last 10 years, but they never quite achieve. Like the Corsa, the Corsa was, I think, probably the, the, from, from what I've gathered, the worst one of the three, but the Corsa was okay, but never. Never quite lived up to stuff like the Ford Fiesta, although nothing nothing really has. Yeah. The Astra GTC VXR, that was supposed to be a great car. Uh, that had, you know, yeah. the spec of those are really quite, you know, huge amounts of power, LSD, decent handling, that, that was supposed to be good. And then there was also the the insignia, the I think had a two point eight, didn't it? Two point eight litre V six, a four yeah. wheel drive. That was supposed to be, you know,
1: de- again, decent car, but just I think it's just a brand image of uh, you don't really think. Be. Of it as a luxury, it doesn't quite fit the image of where people want a Volkswagen Golf, or it doesn't quite appeal to those sorts of people, maybe. And I think that's why drug dealers. Drug dealers, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I thought we didn't generalize. (laughs) As
0: an estate, you get so many more drugs in the back. (laughs) So practical. Yeah, four wheel drive
1: so you can deliver to rural areas. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it just ticks all the boxes. But yeah. no, I, I see what you mean. There's there's not really much in that sort of lineup that you'd miss. Um Maserati, have they really brought anything out recently that's just, you know, appealed to the petrolhead? Probably no. not. No, not not they sound awesome. Yeah. But then I can't really with my eyes closed. No. <laughs> I mean yeah, Maserati's are just I always feel so sorry for anyone that decides to buy one. They lose money so quick. Do they? Yeah, the depreciation on them is awful. Oh, um, well, there goes that plan. Yeah,
0: so <laughs> I mean, Alpha Romeo be a bit sad about, but only because yeah. of the 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 potential that I feel like they 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 could have had if they were just a bit more reliable. Yeah, the they're generally good looking. On. Yeah, so maybe they'll do good looking electric cars, and that'll be at least they will be a, maybe electric cars, when they've got less moving parts to design. Well, they'll, be, they'll come into their own for reliability.
1: Uh, I doubt it. It's <laughs> on <Some> fire. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think that we're just going to run into so many electrical problems or something with the software. <laughs> oh, this isn't <laughs> working. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's true. Right, you press the start button and the boot opens. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that's a, it's a bit of a... Yeah. I'm not entirely sure what to say because all these car manufacturers, they're now going into a digital age where they now... They need to to stop thinking as, well, mechanically. It's now becoming more software-based. So are they really set up to do that? Or or would they need to partner up with something like, someone like Google maybe, or some sort of software company instead?
0: Well, wasn't it what we were talking
1: the other day about? Yeah, Honda and Sony. They're
0: they're partnering up, aren't they?
1: They are, yeah, actually, yeah. I don't think we mentioned
0: it on the podcast, did we? No, no, I think it it was maybe going to make it this week, but I think we decided that we had bigger
1: fish to find. Yeah, unfortunately, but actually no, it's managed to make its way back in. But yeah, th- those are the sorts of partnerships I think we'll see more and more of, where you've now got big tech companies, you know, uh, partnering up with your gen or your conventional. Or... Yeah. But then yeah. car-,
0: car-, car-, car makers have they've had electronics and stuff like canvas in their cars for for di- what well, decades now, so they're they're no they're no stranger to it. But I definitely I with what you're saying about integration with other Companies, it's definitely, it's yeah. definitely well. Look at Apple CarPlay and Android Auto,
1: Android it's Auto completely revolutionized all oh, these systems, isn't it? Actually, yeah, i usually find that just over the base, whatever software is on there, whether it's iDrive or, or many of the other systems that are on cars, I'd always plug in my Apple CarPlay and I'm happy with that. I don't want to mess with anything else on there. So, no. um, yeah, is that the route that most people might take where actually you've now just got a box where actually a phone is that computer that does all the smart stuff you've basically just got to display that relays that information
0: I, I think so I think because otherwise you look look at cars that are 15 years old now that were, were had the kind of infotainment type systems so you maybe stuff like your your a8s and your, your S classes and yeah they might still work now but they look really dated and if they're not working yeah. the cost for replacing these kind of the that kind of systems just horrendous it's not yeah. a it's not a cheap it's almost once telling me actually on the subject of horrendous cost that they worked for a car brand we won't name names here on what was effectively a regular family car if you lost all the keys for the and it was it was keyless entry it was something like five grand to put right Oh. If, you, if you still had one key that they could use to, to to generate a new key, it was much much less. But to replace the system because you had no keys, it was five grand.
1: That, oh.
0: it's crackers, isn't it?
1: That is. Oh.
0: So we'll yeah. we'll have to see. We'll have to see where. I don't see. It. So I don't think either of us are particularly cut up about a lot of the brands going electric. But it's just the idea that they are all going electric very soon. Yeah, that seems quite quite big.
1: Definitely scary world, James. Yeah, okay. especially for the petrol head. But yeah, something to look out for. We've still got a few more years. If you can buy petrol, buy it now. <laughs> Store know, it. I think
0: with fuel prices getting so high, I bet that's probably actually well. I, I, I might have helped if people are going. Actually, I can't afford to run these fun cars that I've been buying. Hopefully, a lot of people advertise and bring the market down a little bit, and other petrol heads can maybe buy an affordable affordable car or a
1: good value chip car actually i should say rather than affordable yeah i tend to know one here affordable are they with car nope. prices right now <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah so somewhat reasonable i think that yeah. would be ideal yeah because it's uh yeah last night i think i sent you a message as a i, I had to so i didn't type it i did use siri to send this message i wasn't <laughs> texting while driving but um yeah th- that that I saw 175 as a price at a fuel station. Oh, at a service station, it's, it's just
0: crackers, isn't
1: it? Oh, James, I, I, oh, I, it still gives me nightmares. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> horrid. No, that's not the world I want to live in. 175. That is oh horrendous. That's that horrendous. Is, was it from Dick nearly...
0: Turpin in petrol stations?
1: Yeah, it was. We've nearly doubled from where Old we defy. were.
0: Well, to do you know who Dick Turpin is? No. <laughs> who is oh, he? I didn't think you did. You're like, yeah, it could have been Dick Turpin petrol stations, to be <laughs> fair. There are a lot of them <laughs> in that region. <laughs> yeah, that's why i glossed over it very quickly. <laughs> Dick Turpin was a highway robber. Oh, a highway right. highway robbery man. And he used to... Because he used to uh, rob people in broad daylight. Oh, I just banged my hand on the table. He used to rob people in broad daylight, so...
1: That's what service stations do nowadays.
0: Yeah, so it was actually hilarious. You should have laughed. We'll just insert some canned laughter, <laughs> <laughs> or, or we just get you
1: know when you get the audience laughing. <laughs> One of those. That's what canned laughter is. Oh, is that what you? Oh, I thought you were gonna. Can, <laughs> I thought when you said canned laughter, that was you were gonna plug your laughter in. <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> we
0: ended the explanation of what something was with an explanation of what something was
1: in a different way
0: <laughs> yeah okay well i think
1: that probably rounds
0: off our third story do we want to move on to story number four which which
1: isn't all that amusing
0: I'm gonna throw it out there
1: yes it is when you see rockets flying down the motorway <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay but yeah no story number four um We're finally going to cover this story, even though we thought we wouldn't. Uh, But the Russian invasion of Ukraine has impacted a number of big name car manufacturers. And it's important to note that in the grand scheme of things, car deliveries are nothing compared to what the people of Ukraine are going through right now. But this is a podcast when we only are focusing on the car news aspect of things. So this is a car podcast. Sorry, car news podcast. <laughs> this is I a podcast say... and we are only folks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We are a car podcast, so we, we're we only going to concentrate on car news. Well said, Hatesh. Nailed it in one. <laughs> Just, yeah. So Wish tell me about Russia. What, what,
0: who's, what's going on? Why?
1: Yeah, so Russia, it is the eighth largest car market in the world. Um, I mean, it is a whole continent, so not surprised there. Um And Uh, if... What? Russia's a continent.
0: continent.
1: Yeah. No. It's not. Hatesh, don't Google
0: this. Tell me what the continents are. I can hear you typing.
1: (laughs) I'm typing, James. No, it isn't. Wait. James, my brain's starting to go now.
0: (laughs) Oh, dear.
1: Oh, that... we're, gonna, we're gonna have to get rid of this. No, we're because not getting rid of this. <laughs> I thought it's not. Wait, does Russia then form part of Asia? It does apparently. Oh, that's I weird. Think it,
0: it, it, I think it slots into a bit of Asia, a bit of Europe. It's kind of just fl- floating about.
1: They ah, so they're the one of us. Some content, hey? <laughs> they're Indian as well, <laughs> or Asians. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: to be I- fair. Russian, Russia, if you got rid of the rush and put an A, it's almost
1: Asian. <laughs> almost. <laughs> yeah, just without the town skin. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, we're going to delete that bit. <laughs> we? I feel like because I'm in charge of editing, it
0: might just stay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so Russia, it is uh, the eighth largest car market in the world. and But it, not a continent. Not a continent, as we have learned. It's part of Europe and Asia. <laughs> so, a bit of a geography facts in there. But yeah, it's the eighth car... Uh, sorry, eighth largest car market in the world. And if the crazy Russia driver videos on YouTube are anything to go by, then they must burn through them at quite an astonishing rate of knots. Do you ever watch those videos? I do. They're quite entertaining. But, but...
0: Some of them are just... I remember watching one and a woman was crossing the road in, in town. It's snowy, parked cars either side of the road, single track road basically. Yeah. You were in a van and this woman starts crossing the road, doesn't check and the van breaks and is just sliding towards this woman. Oh. And it get, Have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. I've just visualised it as well. <laughs> and it, and it, it nudges her, doesn't it? It's, but it kind of just kind of pushes into her and pushes yeah. her on so she has to walk a bit quicker. And she just even look at the van. She just keeps going. <laughs> it boggles my mind.
1: It's uh, a normal day in Russia, there.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's literally like, oh god, yeah. Ooh, another, another tap.
1: <laughs> yeah. I yeah. What you we saying? <laughs> no, so no, I completely agree. Just crazy, crazy Russian drivers. But yeah, um, I've lost my train of thought. I How's think you just said that they burn through them at quite a rate of not? Sorry, that's what it was. I just had my sisters knocking again. Can we not go to Henry's party? Oh, you uh, said the same joke. <laughs> yeah, I was kidding. Of... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, and I guess at the time of this recording, uh, there are a number of brands that have either paused exports to Russia and or manufacturing facilities there and have had to pause production due to supply chain issues as a result of the conflict. Uh, The car manufacturers that have uh, been impacted by these current affairs are Aston Martin, BMW, Ford, Honda, uh, the Jaguar, Land Rover Group, uh, Mercedes, VW, Volvo. Um, And I guess, yeah, Volvo were one of the first to do so. So a number of big car brands being affected. So I have a few.
0: So Volvo. Yeah, right. I think they, did, they came up first and said they're going to stop kind of dealings with the Russian market. So ah, that's fine. But when you look at some of them, it's like they've not really done a fat... I mean, great that that they're doing something, but take Honda, for example. Yeah, Honda have said that they're not doing, they're just suspending stuff to Russia because they're... And it's only motorcycles because they were planning, they've been winding down, I think, their car stuff. For for years, mm-hmm. I don't even know if they still sell cars in Russia, but <laughs> it was due to shipping and, and payment issues, right? Not not from a moral standpoint. Ah, oh, um, okay. Ford, a similar kind of position, has been winding down its 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 presence in Russia for years and years and years, and it's only really a joint venture with a, a commercial vehicle manufacturer. Yeah. So some of them, well, well, I, well, again, well, I think some of them are might have gone. Yeah, we, we don't want to be associated with that now. It's not. All because of that. Like
1: some, in some cases, it's all financial, really. Yeah,
0: I mean, VW have suspended stuff, but not for very long. If you read through some of the wording, it it's not like they've said we're suspending this until the conflict is resolved. Some of them are we're just suspending it for a week, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, but I guess a lot of manufacturers don't really want to take a, I guess, sort of a hard stand on it because they want to, I guess, appear. What's the right word for it? Neutral. Neutral to the whole well, situation. <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you hear about Toyota? No. So uh, apparently, Toyota lost about 13,000 cars worth of output after a cyber attack targeted one of its suppliers of plastic <laughs> and electrical components. And while Toyota hasn't blamed Russia, uh, it has been suggested. That the attack came shortly after Japan announced that it would join Western ally- allies in sanctioning, uh, oh, the invading countries. yeah, including blocking their banks from the SWIFT system. So, so hmm,
1: that's a bit suspicious, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely wasn't Russia. <laughs> yeah, what um, so they'll say? So, do you but, think?
0: What do you think? Do you think people car manufacturers or? or any, or any kind of manufacturers, because I think Apple
1: have also, haven't they stopped selling just They have, products? but I think it was also because of the uh, the Russian ruble uh, losing a lot of value. I think that's what uh, was happening. So I think since the whole conflict has started, uh, the Russian ruble has... Uh, collapsed. It collapsed. Well, not collapsed, I would say, but it's lost a lot of value. And I think those are some of the other areas that I guess for big manufacturers, just they'd be losing a lot of money. So for them financially... It makes sense for them to pull out. Yeah, okay. And so I think this that's a... well. That's what I, I picked up from some of the stories I was going around around why Apple pulled uh, pulled out.
0: Okay, the that makes sense. But uh, on the one hand, it kind of disappoints me. There you go. Know, it, it's not it's not really an ethical decision. And granted, you know, why should it be at the end of the day? if if, if it's not like the car manufacturers have all the facts in front of them and can make a. No, actually, no. Actually, I take that back. I think at the end of the well, day, you can you can make a decision on whether you're for something or against something. And it, it, but it's it's all it's business, there But they're businesses, so it's,
1: I, I find that a tough yeah. one to kind of. I mean, I'd, I'd also look at it from another standpoint, which you may or may not agree to. But why should they stop selling stuff to a market such as Russia? Because it's not the people that are causing the conflict. It's it's their leader. I mean, these cars aren't really for. The military or any of those sort of um
0: it's it's no, not for although, military
1: purposes it's it's for the general public but uh i mean there's a can you really go against the people for something that their leaders doing no i, I get that that's true and and to be fair if anything because one of the
0: things which keeps coming up is is about buying gas isn't it from from russia yeah no, then, gas prices if, have gone up so yeah because if, of it as well yeah, if we stop selling them stuff but keep buying stuff that's yeah. an imbalance isn't it yeah uh, really they should be saying yeah we'll sell you all the cars you want but we're not buying any more gas
1: yeah yeah because you're draining them at that point <laughs> yeah
0: yeah it's soon yeah so okay that's yeah we'll have to watch that space it'll be interesting to see see what happens because i get the feeling cause it, it so there was just for context. There was about one point so, seven, well, just under one point seven million cars sold in Russia last year, or yep. reported by Autocar. There were. That's not that's not actually a fat lot of cars. If you start looking at some of the numbers of how many cars people actually sold, like I think Jaguar Land Rover, I'm sure it was something like eight thousand cars last year to Russia. All oh, right. So it's not. I I wonder
1: whether they've got a lot of homegrown brands where they they buy a lot of. Yeah, so cars. it's those uh yeah, I was gonna say what are they called? The little box cars that they crashed. Ladders. Ladders, that's it, yeah. Maybe that's what they're marketing, they're marketing. <laughs> No wonder they're yeah. crashing them everywhere.
0: <laughs> I know, I think VW they make they build them there. So they send them kits and they build them there. Yeah. Um, so but yeah, it'd be, be interesting to see. Hopefully it resolves soon.
1: Yeah, you'd hope so. We don't want another world war.
0: No. Uh shall we end on that? that doomsday note and move on to Mystery Car of the Week which should be a bit of fun. I think we need a jingle to cheer us up, James. (laughs) 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 Insert cheery jingle. Perfect. Right then. You ready for Mystery Car of the Week?
1: I am, James. Are you going to not cheat? Uh, I will refrain from using anything that may give me help
0: (laughs) that's a funny answer to my yes no question i won't cheat we're good to go james good okay so for people that don't know mystery car of the week works like this one of us picks a car and it'll be a specific make model and body style that we came across during the week while dreaming slash drooling over the classifieds we'll then drip feed the other presenter five clues plus the starter hint you had at the beginning of the show, to see how quickly they can guess the mystery car. We invite you to play along and let us know whether you guess correctly and or you beat the host either through Instagram or the poll associated with the pod if you're listening on Spotify. If the host guesses correctly before the end of the clues, we'll insert an oh-so-subtle horn over their guess, so not to spoil the game for anyone yet to identify the mystery car. Hatesh,
1: are you ready? I am. So... so Oh, sorry. I said said so. I was going to get started. Oh, sorry. Were you going to run through our hint?
0: Yeah, so the the hint at the beginning of the show was it's a French and it is French and surprisingly awesome. Do you want to have a guess?
1: Yes, I've got one guess. Okay. Because you've helped me slightly by saying it's not your car, your new car. Yeah. And I know the brand of it. So I'm going to assume because you said it's French and surprisingly awesome. Actually, no. Might not be that car that I'm thinking of anymore.
0: Don't go for it, Antesh. I'm excited to see who you're gonna get it.
1: I was, I was going to.
0: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Is it <laughs> <That was> fantastic? <laughs>
1: okay, <Okay, so>, one. <laughs> yeah. So
0: that, to then. Okay. So we'll have. To, we'll put the horn back over that, and we will just now gently row ourselves
1: down the lake. Not lake, river. Of clues. I'm actually surprised that you, you said surprisingly awesome. I thought your stance was it is awesome.
0: <laughs> no, it, I think it's awesome, but I think I don't think people were expecting it to be awesome. But but let, let me through the clues and then we can we can discuss the car once we have got through them.
1: Okay, I mean I was gonna say we'll, we'll go through the clues and what if I didn't know what the car was, what I would have thought otherwise. What how I, how I you just possibly
0: do that, you know what the car
1: is. We need to I know, but I'm just thinking for the viewer or the, the listener they still need that time in between otherwise we we roll through too quickly the you know with the clues
0: okay we'll have a bit of general
1: discussion that makes sense right yeah. so clue number 1 is it uses a 1.8 liter petrol engine yep if if i didn't know what this car was the sort of brands i probably would have been thinking of were um Renault uh, you know start listing off all the french cars that i know of yeah. Fiat Renault okay what, well Fiat's italian Sorry, not for you. <laughs> <laughs> Renault, uh, Citroen, Alpha, Ferrari, Alpha, <laughs> Ferrari, Lamborghini, Volkswagen, yeah. uh, BMW. Yeah, so okay. you smashed Sorry. that. So You've you not... gone from getting it in one and being awesome <laughs> to just... Did you not know everything is French? <laughs> <laughs> I mean I discovered that about my Nissan which <laughs> um, has a number of French parts in so was oh, because Nissan and Renault are part of the same company yeah, well yes but when I think Nissan I think Japanese usually so
0: uh-huh.
1: actually you know I was a bit annoyed when I found that out about my car hey, um, don't be mean to French cars all the coolest people know, drive them yeah actually my first car was French and that was a Renault so actually yeah but actually seriously listing off sorts of uh, French brands that I would have thought of would have been um, your Renault Citroen um, Peugeot. Quick question for you: Yeah, which Citroen and Peugeots use
0: a 1.8 liter engine?
1: I mean, I'm just, uh, I mean, I'm just saying. You know, the brands I would have thought of, and then <laughs> from there, I would have started listing out what okay. could potentially have a 1.8 liter petrol. I'll let um, you off; it's fine. Which is nothing. So, yes. The the, the, <laughs> the the next clue was was it's only available as an automatic. Yeah, disappointed with that part. Yeah, that it's is a, a it's a car part. that really would suit a manual transmission. Yeah, it um, would. So, would you be thinking it... Renault Twingo right now with an engine swap? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'd have to, wouldn't you, or a Nami. But that's electric. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, But yeah, automatic only. So I think you start automatically start thinking automatically, automatic, Um, automatically automatics. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You
1: start thinking it it must be a new car. So maybe that is uh, a automatics only car dealership franchise. (laughs) Automatically automatic. Yeah. Automatically automatic. (laughs) Automatically automatic autos. Oh no! This is—it's becoming a tongue-twister. <laughs> but yeah, at this point, I'd probably start thinking it's—it's it's definitely a newer car because you only see models coming out where they're automatic only. Probably, I would say 2016 onwards. Um, without would some, you say some cars before, but yeah, I think it, its definitely been—it's more, more—it's more,
0: it's more popular now because the powers are getting crazy, aren't they? And they efficiency are. and all and all that good stuff. Have you seen the? Have you read any reviews for the new Audi RS3? I haven't, no. Okay, we'll pick that up but next week. I was watching a review last night that Top Gear had done of the RS3 and the, and they compared it to an
1: A45S. Um, okay, I mean, the A45S is a very good car. Yeah, and surprisingly, that they think that the Audi's
0: less understeery, which is huh. nuts.
1: If you think about it, it's not, I mean, not by A45, much, it's not night and day. Yeah. It, I mean, but... I was going to say the A45, it's an absolute rocket on the roads. Yeah, yeah. Um, if they think it's a because, and, and I think that's where the RS3 kind of lacked a bit, it just didn't quite live up to, well, it was a good competitor, but just not quite where an A45 was. But then the A45 was just so much more expensive. So if yeah. they think it's getting very close, that's, that's an interesting top or oh, car to look into.
0: Yeah, I think the Audi's always been, and to be fair, the previous generation Mercedes, it wasn't that great to drive. They've both been incredibly fast, but tools rather than toys, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, uh, But no, I completely agree with you on that. But no, something to look out for.
0: Yes. Clue number three,
1: it is mid-engined. Ooh, mid-engined, or as you said a few, weeks, <laughs> a few
0: weeks ago, few weeks ago, center-engined. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, so it's a center-engined it's car. A center-engined car, <laughs> automatic.
0: Yeah, would you? Would, I, I think by now you'd have got it, even if you hadn't got yeah. it on the first two.
1: Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's you kind of quite well defined what this car is, because there isn't. Well, is there anything else that's a 1.8 liter petrol automatic only and mid-engined? Probably not.
0: Did the so, old
1: the old Toyota MR2? Although I've told you it's French.
0: If I hadn't told you that, th- was that? That that, that could have, have been a cons- 1.8 liter engine.
1: Uh, one of the variants, uh, did the convertible one? Did a, yeah, they did a 1.8, and then there was a two liter turbo, or a two liter as well. But then you could yeah get the turbo version as well. Okay, I'm just gonna uh, have a look at look at it now, just to see. See, so yeah, that I mean see that was a did. mid-engined car.
0: Yeah, I just don't know if they ever did any
1: autos. Um body tag. They might have done actually
0: no fails. I
1: think they were all manual only. Unless the No! They, they did. did all they do... Wait, is this with the original MR2s or no, oh, no, you they... know when they did the facelift where it won't well well, it went downhill? No, no. These these are like I'll send
0: you a link to this one. These are ones that are effectively look like a not like a matchbox, but There's not a fat lot to them in terms. They're quite boxy and square, and they're quite low, and they they weren't. They're not the popular ones. Although I think they were right.
1: So it's the one where the downfall came of the MR2. Um, what what do you mean downfall? I mean, I just thought. Wait, let me just see the pictures of. What? Yeah, that shape. That that I thought at that point they ruined the MR2. I mean, it, it wasn't anything like the original MR2
0: in terms of how they appeal, but I still think if you want a little convertible, I'd yeah. consider
1: one of these against an MX Five. Hmm. Okay, so we're talking about basically the two thousands MR2. Uh, so this is a two thousand, I think two when it originally came out. This generation, okay. um, two thousand two onwards MR2. Uh, is it the Mark Three?
0: You know, I don't know. I have to I've only really been a massive MR2 fan. I've only, but because yeah, I've never been a massive fan, but I, I, I've I, driven one of these ones and I quite liked it. It was a cheap bit of fun,
1: yeah. So that's a Mark III, yeah. Oh, I'm bringing out some of my car knowledge.
0: Oh, uh, right. it's, about time. it's
1: only taken you eight weeks, <laughs> I know. Yeah, so the Mark well, uh, uh, MR2- <laughs> I'm finally there now, uh, but yeah, the MR2 Mark III, uh, which is where I think the downfall came, um, the Mark II. You know, styling and everything. I thought it was bang on, and yeah, yeah. mid-engined. It it ticks a lot of those boxes. But Mark III. But yeah, if if you did say it was French, um, that could have been a
0: contender, potential contender. So, and then the next clue wouldn't have helped because the next clue was it's two seats only. Yeah, wouldn't have helped in the slightest. But but the last clue, which is there, there is a more sporty version, which is denoted by an extra S in the name.
1: Ah, they, they, they the MR2S.
0: Actually... <laughs> it was actually coll- collectively known as the Mrs. 2. Uh, ah, put yes. put the S in before the 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: okay, so we can now reveal if, for those people that if you haven't got it, if you have guessed, the mystery car this week was the Alpine A110. S. Um, or it could cool. have been the S. <laughs> so do you like the A110?
1: Oh, yeah, I know hesitated. how you. You yeah, have a hesitated. very strong feeling. Yeah, I know that you love this car. I However, do. I. I've seen. Okay, the, I've only seen one in person, and I just thought the front looks ugly, and I can't quite you get look on it. <laughs> wow!
0: Come after my cars, Hades. I come after you.
1: <laughs> you could have
0: gone after my cars instead. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, your cars are ugly. That would have been better.
1: Yeah, that was, that was hurtful, James. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I, I thought that was coming too much yeah. Um, yeah, I just Yeah, I'm not a big fan of them I just think okay. they look Oh, you know what they remind me of? Um, uh, Lilo and Stitch uh, Lilo from <laughs> Sorry, Stitch It reminds me of Stitch um, from Lilo and Stitch <laughs> Okay, no, I, I do see that I do see that And
0: I will. I will freely admit That there are more attractive looking cars out there
1: yeah, not something that's
0: trying to look like an alien. Also admit that whether I would buy one over a Cayman or a Boxster with a manual gearbox, I don't actually know. It's I think I'd have to have yeah. the money. Um, but to, assuming to make you that did decision, I, I think the Cayman would be the the better choice. I think it's uh, I think it's the obvious choice, but the, the problem I have with the Cayman is. When you start getting to the fun, more fun models. Yeah, I'm, I'm specifically so. thinking I'd want a in with a six-cylinder engine, that yep. the the gearing is supposed to be so ridiculously long that I feel like that would really rob the fun out of why I was getting that kind of car. I would. I'm getting it for the moments when I find myself in a back road and want to row through some gears and thread a few corners together. But at least I'm you can one... do that because it's a manual. You can't even do that with an Alphine. No, but I wouldn't need to. I think you, that's the whole point. But with, because of the way the gearing set up, I think you can pretty much just leave it in third or second and and, and what, third and never have to change gear. Ah, right. Okay. Uh, which would it, it kind of defeats the purpose. But as i say, I'd have to. I, I don't actually. Think I can. I could call this one because that this is the kind of car I would get if if I won the lottery. It would be something like an Alpine or a Cayman or a Boxer that I, that I'd have as my daily. I wouldn't. I'm just not really fussed
1: about. hypercars or supercars yep and you like ugly alien looking cars and apparently I like alien, <laughs> ugly, alien-looking cars. Yeah, I, I think I really want to find a picture of Stitch and then do a comp- side-by-side comparison with the name. Yeah. Oh, another Instagram plug. <laughs> we'll put it on Instagram.
0: Yes, we will. Yeah, I can keep
1: saying this, listeners,
0: because Hitesh is in charge of Instagram. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, less to do. on the so work. <laughs>
1: I know. But, no, no I'll, I'll, I'll do that, and then I'll stick that up on the. Okay, so sugar. you wouldn't you you wouldn't have one of these. I I it would be between this and a Kemon or Boxster for me. So I guess that brings us to the end of our mystery car and on to our announcements. Announcements, announcements, announcements. So Motorsport UK has banned Russian and Belarusian license holders from competing in the UK. Uh, this has implications for uh, Haas's Russian drivers and which are Nikita. Um, i can't say the surname is it mazepin mazepin (laughs) (laughs) Mazepin? that's not how you say it but that's how we read it that's yeah we'll we'll stick with mazepin i was going to say mazepin or i was going to try and make it sound a bit more exciting yeah looks a bit like it's fine he'll fall back to selling window cake (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so they're going to have issues with uh, competing in the british grand prix in the summer okay cool and do you want to take the next one james
0: yeah i can do so for those living in oxford the oxford zero emission zone or or alternatively known the zez uh, pilot has gone live for now it only impacts a small area but it is worth noting that the plans to roll out into a much bigger patch are a much bigger patch so if you live in the oxford area we strongly recommend getting a getting a grip on what they're doing and what the costs are like and and um, if it's a problem or you don't think there are things which are right, you know, feed it into the system now, because if the London
1: low emission zone has anything to go by, it'll just grow.
0: Yeah. Once, but it's, it's, once it's
1: done. It's a, it's a bit disappointing when you start seeing all these things and yeah, they, they they're just going to grow on. I think that's, that's why well, I don't got any more na- announcements unless you've got any hidden away. No, that's all good for my side. Uh, I think that brings us to the end of this podcast. Uh, so if you like what you've heard, please click the notification icon to get an alert for when our next podcast is released. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram now, uh, where we will post some sneak previews and some new snippets and bloopers. And obviously we'll do some comparisons of uh, A110s versus <laughs> <pitch>. <laughs> So a few images to look out for. Uh, and so uh, our handle, if you've not already found us on Instagram, is the also witty automotive spelt out auto m-o-a-n tiv which is a brand that brings you the facts and furious podcast series um alternatively you can search for ame cars cool i'll see you next week see you next week take care